Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we are joined by Nate Feliciano from Studio 16 in New York City. Nate, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? Hey, everybody. How you doing? Doing good, man. Happy to have you on. We talked off camera. Looking to looking forward to the conversation, bro. So, Studio 16, you guys have multiple locations down in New York City. We're pretty close. I'm up here in Connecticut, about an hour away. So, let's, uh, let's dive back into your history, man. Why did you decide to go down this route of entrepreneurship within the fitness space? What was, like, your initial goal from a business sense as to why you wanted to do this? Man, um, originally, I... I went to John Jay College in New York. I wanted to be a police officer. Uh, played sports my whole life. Pretty much every trainer, right? Like, you played sports. You just start thinking, like, all right, let me make some money while I'm in college. Yeah. Let me be a personal trainer. Ended up being a trainer and realized I had a knack for not just, like, you know, training people and just, like, all right, let's do bicep curls. But I had a knack for, like, talking to people and making people feel comfortable. Yeah. And I realized, like, oh, crap, wait, I'm making some money with this. Like, now I'm making more than, like, a police officer. Um yeah. And, you know, people love me. So, <laughs> so I decided to, all right, the route that I want to go is entrepreneurship. Um, but I just had to figure out how to do it, right? And where I come from in Brooklyn, it's very difficult to, you know, start a business. Um, so worked at Crunch, which was like three blocks away from John Jay College. Started there. Did, uh, I told you before, I started a meal prep program. So I was just pretty much trying to figure out how to add value to my current customers. From there, long story short, I transferred over, became an assistant manager at the Brooklyn location. And right then and there, I knew like it was time to uh, start looking for a space and you know, got denied 15, oh, yeah. 20 times, uh, but just kept looking for it, jumped into it. Uh, and, you know, ever since then, man, it's just been going up and up. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. And uh, where do you think that entrepreneurship drive comes from for you? That's a great question, man. My dad. So uh, growing up, my dad was always an idea person and he was, always, he was a police officer. Um, so he was always an idea person. Like we'll sit in the car, watch TV, and he'll just be throwing ideas out. Like we'll just go back and forth. He never did anything with the ideas, but like he helped me, you know, help get my ideas going. Like as a kid, just coming up with different ideas. And the only difference was that like I came up with certain ideas and like I had a passion for something. Yeah. And then I just took that leap but he helped me with the ideas in, in general. So awesome. him for sure, for sure. Watching Shark Tank and stuff. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, and there's so many so many outlets now and like we have like, you know, the, the library of Alexandria in our cell phone. So we, we, we can find information, we can learn new skills, which I know you're doing, man. And yeah, yeah. so Studio 16, so your first location, you said you were denied many times, right? Which same thing happened to me. Like that first spot you, you finally got into, why did, why did you choose that first initial location? So as, as you know, um, real estate is everything, right? In this business, or actually in any brick and mortar business, real estate is like king. You got to find a good location. So being that uh, I was already, I already built a business at Crunch, which is like two blocks away. Um, I pretty much just like, you know, I was looking for a space just within that vicinity. Yeah. And uh, I found a spot. I found multiple spots, but nobody tried to give me any love. Um, it just so happened, this guy passed away, so may he rest in peace, but this guy was a Mexican guy. Uh, I'm Hispanic. I'm Puerto Rican. And, uh, you know, we, we hit it off as far as just like, you know, discussing like struggles of trying to be an entrepreneur and, you know, 
being a Latino and stuff. And he gave me a chance, man. You know, I didn't have too many assets to show or anything. He gave right. me a chance. And, dude, thank God he did because my numbers were great and I was able to grow from there. That's awesome, yeah. That's awesome. And when, I even asked you before, when, when did you open your first studio? First one was 2018. Okay, so four years ago. Very cool. So mm-hmm. first base, found a landlord willing to work with us, which is which is so important. Like um, we can have landlords that are helpful or I think that are not helpful, hindrance, right? So we had a good yeah. first landlord. So let's talk into like, first of all, for the listeners, man, Studio 16, what services there besides the meal prep that you laid out? What else do you offer there for your clients? So we have the meal prep. We have Trey Nutrition as well, which is a supplement company that we provide. Um, it's a two-part kind of business model, right? So the first side of it is we provide personal training to customers, right? Customers call in. We have access to 63 trainers right now currently, elite trainers from you know all, all over New York City, elite trainers. Uh, and what we do is we pair them up with trainers who we feel will work well with them, not just as far as, uh, you know, their goals and availability, but personality is super, super important. Yeah. Uh, so that's one side of our business model. The other side is the independent trainers that work with us. Okay. So we don't just let anybody, any trainer just pull up and just work there. We vet them, but, you know, we also scout. Like I'm always looking around for like good quality trainers and I'm pretty much selling to them. I'm selling them our space. So they pay rent to use the space. They pay per hour to use the space. And essentially I'm just at, so they're my customers also. So I have two sets of customers, the clients and the trainers. Yeah. You said 63 trainers you're able to pair people with. Uh, How does, how does that work exactly? So So now I'll say it again. Sorry. Say I'm like a client looking for a trainer. How, How would you pair me with somebody? Okay. So you would first make an inquiry online. Yeah. We get like two or three like a day, but you make an inquiry online. I'll send you an email back. Say like, Hey, let's uh, schedule a 15 minute call. It's still a small biz. I'm the one doing the calls, unfortunately, but hopefully we grow. Um, so uh, we get on a phone call and I discuss goals, availability, right. personality. After that, I discuss the business model, the history of studio 16, where we came from, why we started. Yeah. After that, I send them the prices, the availability, they choose the slots that they want. Let's say they want, you know, 6 p.m. Tuesday, Thursday. Right. Not every trainer has that availability. So out of the 63 trainers, I might have in my head, like, all right, um, John might work well with uh, these 10 trainers. Right. I'll look at those trainers. I'll contact those trainers. I'll then see what availability they have. And if they can you know, even take on a client, then I drop that down to like, the list goes down to like three. And then it's kind of favoritism. Like at that point, like I kind of choose which trainers I actually like better and who has a better renewal percentage. Okay. Yeah. From, from there, they'll do a free assessment. Sorry. From there, they'll do a free assessment at the studio. And part of our business model is we offer full refunds and we offer unlimited free 30 minute assessments. So they have to make a purchase first. So I'm selling people before they even see the space in person. Got it. So you sell them the package and then that first session is free or kind of included okay mm-hmm. yeah, that makes yep. sense now, with those 63 trainers man how did you go about assembling assembling that that group of people so initially when i opened the first studio uh it was just for me like i was super selfish it was just you know me and my clients yeah. my personal revenue went up quickly within like two weeks i was like "Ooh, i got something <laughs> yeah. uh that's when like you know you get that first because you, when you work at a change and you're making like 32 bucks an hour even when you sell packages, but when you get that whole package and it goes right into your pocket, that feels different, man. It feels good. So 
being that I was working at Crunch for, you know, eight, 10 years, I, you know, you build a network of, I know it's way too long, dude, but uh, you build a network of trainers who are not just Joe Schmo, like do a thousand burpees, but trainers who want to build a career. Um, and to build a career, you have to be really good and not just a good trainer, but you have to be a good salesperson and you have to be able to make people comfortable. So I started with myself, allowed my friends to come in. We went, we grew up to five, then 10, then 15. Then I opened up other studios. And, you know, even though we're at 63, it doesn't mean that all 63 are training in their full time, right? Some people train once a week. There's other gyms that they work out of too, but they use the space whenever they have a client that wants full privacy. Right, right. That's very cool. Yeah, it's a unique, uh, unique setup, man. I, I like it. And obviously, you're in a different market, New York City, obviously a massively big city, right, compared to like the middle of Nebraska or something. So yeah, yep. totally different. And then you did say something a few minutes ago about, you know, you're getting two to three leads a day, which is incredible. So like, let's dive into that, you know, marketing, the market matters where you are, obviously, New York City to Nebraska, way different. But how do you go about getting your clients? What's your marketing strategy and philosophy, philosophy been like? So my, the first part was just bringing my clients in and then, you know, telling them just, you know, word of mouth, word of mouth is always like the best. Yeah. Uh, that makes it for an easy sale. But the first step that I did was I wanted to make sure I knew or everybody knew that I was an expert in the field. So my first business move before I invested in uh, Yelp or Facebook or Instagram ads was I hired a publicist to help me get into uh, publications. So, you know, I've been in well and good. I've been in, uh, I have a whole list, but uh, live strong. Uh, honestly, damn, I should have pulled that up, but it, there's a couple that I, that I got into and that helped me, you know, be looked at as an expert in the field. And it was always awesome whenever clients would be like, dude, I saw you on this, on this thing. And so that helped me, you know, show that I was an expert. And then from there, then I started helping, you know, promoting the trainers with Instagram and Facebook Yelp helped out a lot. Then I started reaching out to clients and asking for reviews on Yelp. And that helped tremendously. Like when you, when you provide a good service to people, they end up really wanting to help you grow. So I haven't invested a lot of money in marketing, but uh, I feel like I've done, you know, mostly correct things for marketing. I tried direct mail, did not work. Sure. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, it's 1980s, right? 1990s. That's, uh... Well, my, my theory was with yeah. direct mail, my theory was nobody's doing it. So I was like, let Ooh. me, let me throw some money in there to see like, cause for instance, when I get mail, the shot, yeah. Just, yeah, when yeah. I get mail, it's just bills. But then if I get like a magazine, I'm like, Oh, what's this? Yeah, it is so. true. I mean, like, so like, say like I ran for mayor of my town, right? So like in politics, they say like the mailer it's crazy. I know it's ridiculous. It's hold, on. Ridiculous. hold on a second. <laughs> it's, I, I, I can tell you crazy stories. It's past. I didn't win obviously, but it's past November, but, but to tie to like the, the mailers, like, you know, you see those political signs in the ground for marketing. The mailer studies show has the same carryover effect as putting a sign in your front yard. It's just recognition, name recognition. So yeah, for training, you don't see people do it anymore, but maybe it's, there's something there potentially. <laughs> worth a try, man. It's worth a shot. Like I think- you I know, like spending. Yeah. I like spending money and then, okay, that didn't work. X, I won't do that again. Right, Let's move right. on to the next thing. At least you know, right? At least you know. Obviously we want return on investment to be worth it, but at least you know. And, and again, you're in a different market, New York City. So like, not to skip around here too. Well, we'll get to that in a second. But like, so we have the, I know we're doing private PT is our bread and butter. We have the layered supplements and nutrition meal plan on top of it. What percentage of your clients take advantage of those other two services besides the PT? Uh, as far as trainer nutrition goes, probably 
50 percent yeah um my personal clients much higher so probably like 75 to 80 percent i don't know the number specifically but it's around that and then as far as like the full customer base of studio 16 that's what we're working on now those two business models um so i just relaunched meal prep so that's that's kind of uh just starting out and then with trainer nutrition that's also i just started that last year so that's awesome um, we're still getting we're still getting it getting it going sure yeah and where do you foresee those two things, like big picture for you, uh, besides the training part of your business, where would you like to take the, the nutrition side of things, the supplement side of things? Would you like to take it outside of your, your gyms into retail market or online space? Yeah. So with meal prep, the reason why I say we just relaunched it is because we have a full catering service company that's actually doing our meals now. So you know, we have the availability to do catering. We have the availability to deliver to homes now. Um, I don't put my marketing material on the meals. So I want to start adding out meals, like in helping other gyms bring in other added revenue without having to do too much work. Like they can just sell the meals as if it's their own and we'll just provide, you know, the service to them. So that just launched literally like last week. That's great. No, so perfect timing to, to talk about it. So like, yeah, like the biggest challenge with personal training is that time. We want 24 hours in a day. We're not training 24 hours. So like, yeah, adding those other things in to scale the business, like you said, when it doesn't require us to be there or to actually take up time is huge, you know? So like mm-hmm. that being said, Nate, so we've been here four years, man. I want to dive into your, your attention in a minute, but before that, what is like a, a day in the life like for you uh, as far as the business goes at this point in time? So right now the business is pretty much running on autopilot. Like when you have good trainers around, um, you know, they run their business as well. And, you know, whenever I have like a problem, they're not employees, but whenever I have a problem person, like I'll get on a call with them, give them a warning. And then like, if it doesn't work out, like, dude, there's so many other gyms you can work at. So um, just making sure you trim in the fat as much as possible, like makes it easy for me to, you know, get the business on autopilot. So doing that, the software aspect of it, like tracking everything, um, that's also important. So what I do in the mornings, I still train people, which is like, things that I really, I really, really love to train. Um, and I'm in Brooklyn Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm in Hell's Kitchen on Tuesday and Thursday. So I still train people, but in the middle of the day or whenever I'm off, I'm doing those emails, those phone calls, yep. um, selling packages and all that stuff. But occasionally we'll have a little issue at one of the studios, like the HVAC system is off and stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, but that's pretty much it. Day in the life, man, is it's pretty, it's pretty, it's a long day, but it's not difficult. Like, it, I don't know if that makes sense. It's definitely a long day, but because I'm doing different things, it yeah. makes the day go by quick. Uh, my fiance hates it, but, <laughs> but I'm moving around a lot. So it makes the day go by quick. And you're not trapped in an office all day. Like, you know, living that cute, yes. which is huge, which yes. is the biggest benefit for working for ourselves and for uh, being in a fitness space, right? We don't have to worry about that side of things, which is great, man. This makes for That's better. a big selling point for the trainers that come in. Um, what I tell them is like, my job is to help you turn your passion into a career. And the way I'm going to do that is by providing a space that's aesthetically pleasing with towel service, put on whatever music you want. And in turn, I'm also going to help you uh, increase your renewal percentage. So we have a pretty dope renewal percentage right now, uh, which is 78%, which is way higher um, than the industry standard. That's really good. Yeah. How do we, how do we go about setting up uh, memberships packages? You're doing monthly stuff. You're doing packages for training. How does that work for you? packages so the first initial package was studio 16 um you'll purchase with studio 16 but because all the trainers are independent contractors after that first initial package you're just purchasing with the trainer going forward 
And then the trainer would then in turn just pay us rent to use the space. Got it. Okay. Okay. So I do 10, anywhere from 10 sessions to 50 sessions. The trainers get real pissed off when I sell anything more than 50 sessions. Sure. sure I hear you. Yeah. Now, why, Nate, why would you, why did you go down the route of uh, sell an independent contractor as opposed to employ you with them? Any, any particular reason? Because me as an employee, I hated being an employee. Right. So like, I want to add value to everybody that's around me. So I don't want to just add value to the customers. I want to add value to the trainers too. And if they're running their own businesses, some trainers don't want that. So I have like, I have four full employees as trainers right now, but uh, you know, trainers don't really, they want to run their own business and they want to pay their, they pay their bills and have a successful career. So I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure uh, they're able to make top dollar. And as long as they're helping me grow my business and promoting us, like yeah. make your money, man. I want to be a part of your success. Yeah. It gives them some equity in the business, you know, in their own business, which, uh, I think makes everybody work harder, which, which is good, man. You know, so yeah, the numbers piece, so you're doing all the numbers, right? So uh, I'm sure you're tracking the leads coming in, the, the yeah. uh, like we talked about earlier, the key performance indicators you guys have. Let's talk yeah. about retention. Cause I think that's super important, right? For personal training, any, fitness group class we're doing the spinning yoga boot camp pilates whatever mm -hmm. what is the after these first four years in business what's like the average life cycle of a client look like so far at this point in time man uh it's a it's a long time so like our, our average package that we sell on the first initial package is a 30 pack people usually train two times a week um so then from there we have a renewal percentage of 78 percent. the software that we use doesn't track how you know, our average customer length, right. but it'll show how many customers, you know, started in like January, like, you know, who's been there the longest. And a lot of our clients have stayed with us for more than a year. That's right. Um, so yeah. our renewal percentage for the first one is 78% on the second purchase, which is like, you know, the trainer sold them, right. Then the trainer sells them again. That renewal percentage is 52% from that number. So, uh, Okay, yeah, so 78 in the first package, good, and goes down to 52. What do you think are some good practices you guys have put into place to keep members, clients engaged, to keep them renewing and staying with you for as long as possible? Just helping adding value. I know it sounds real basic, but helping adding value to their lives where it's not just, you know, counting reps and sets, like right, right. making sure that you're not killing the clients in the studio, right? Like, yeah. we know who our target customer base is, right? Our customer base are people that are, 40 years old so those people are not trying to pull up and do a thousand burpees and like they, they want to be able to walk out and still go to work and stuff right. so we tailor our training towards like strength training which everybody should be doing that yeah. but it's more holistic like we talk to them about um lifestyle and choices and we also don't tell them like hey you can't go to dinner you can't do this like right. we try to tailor our training towards like your entire life like let's let you let's get you to live longer eat better still go to dinner still do your sales dinners, still party, do what you got to do. But let's just try to like give you healthy habits. And when you do that, they end up staying with you long-term because when they mess up, they don't feel bad about coming to see you. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, totally so, makes sense. yeah. Provide a nice atmosphere for them where it's not like super, super strict. Like you can never eat a, uh, whatever again, you know, piece of pizza again. So like, yeah, yeah. Like, fitness, a healthy, a good, healthy part of your lifestyle, which, which is I think great. And like, like you said there to know your clientele is everything. So here's the other part too. Sorry to cut you off. Um, the other, the other part of it is because we're only one trainer and one client in the space, the clients know that, especially if you have a 6 PM or a 7 PM slot, it's like gold to have that slot. So 
if they say like, all right, you know what? I'm not going to renew for the next month. Guess what? Somebody's about to pull up and take that slot and buy 50 sessions at that slot. So like you will no longer have that slot. So I think the scarcity of the slots helps with increasing our renewal percentage. 100%. Yeah, scarcity is big there, especially for selling those packages. Does that ever present any challenge to you? Just having like the private training, like the hours cut off and only that one person is in there with the trainer or is there another challenge that you guys kind of face? Yeah, we faced that challenge. We got fully booked out at one of our locations, like fully, fully. And like, you know, it, it offers like one of the situations just that it offers like a, a small ceiling, right? There's only so we're 24 hours. So people train at like 4 a.m., 10 p.m. Like it's so crazy. Uh, but at the first Hell's Kitchen location, we had to close that one down. Uh, break the lease unfortunately to open up a new hell's kitchen location that had that offered two rooms okay so uh that'll help us add more slots to it so i don't want to just go from some people tell me like, oh why don't you just open up a space that has six rooms right. but then like the overhead gets gets high and like can i really book out six rooms constantly i can definitely do two and i just want to grow it slowly and make sure that like we're staying lean with you know our, our investments yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like uh, again, that's the biggest challenge we face, right? It's like how many people can we train in that hour period uh, with mm-hmm. our location? And then New York City, obviously, your rents are, are crazy high. So obviously, I know you're taking Insane. that. Yeah, I know you're taking that to account from the model you have and the setup and location, all that stuff. So with that, man, I know we talked off camera, but like, what's next for you guys? Growth perspective. Where do you want to take this business, Studio Sixteen? Like the next year, what's your main focus? One or two things over this next year. So the next year, oh, excuse me, for the next year, we had conversations of people, not people, um, big businesses. I'm not going to say uh, who, but they're big chain gyms who want to either buy us out or invest with us. Nice. Nice. So we're having those conversations. Like I told you off camera right now is not the time for me to sell because we're just starting to grow right. and um, we're hitting numbers and we've been growing consistently since we started. But like, if I want top dollar, uh, to sell my business or for an investor, then I should wait like two years to show way more income. But if you're an investor, this is probably the time to like either buy me out or jump in. So ideally I would like to open up a couple more before I have an investor, but these companies are pretty big companies. Um, so like, we'll see what happens if they can afford like a good number, then yeah, I would probably sell. Yeah. If the number's right, like, you know, what else would would you leave the industry or would you start something else or what do you think you do? I, I love the industry right now, but I like to think of myself as uh, I love business. So I could leave the industry. It depends on what opportunity presents itself. I don't have a passion for a lot of things. Really, it's just fitness. Yeah. So, you know, I can go into consulting or open up a different product, like as far as like fitness goes, but I would still be a trainer. So if I was to sell this business, I would, you know, probably articulate myself and try to negotiate some sort of deal where I can still train out of the studio. Sure, yeah. But ideally, the, the idea of Studio 16 and how lean and how low of an investment it is to open it, yeah. um, it's, it's going to be attractive for businesses. I just got to, I just still want to be a part of it in some yeah. way. It's your baby, right? Like you don't want to give it up without uh, uh, being the right deal. And even then, maybe being a sole part of it in the future is best of both worlds, you know? So like, <laughs> With that being said, Nate, where, like, you know, what's the, what legacy would you like to leave with this business, man? Say you do sell or you keep it for another 40 years, you know, what ultimate legacy would you like to leave with your business there in the New York City area or beyond? Man, this is a bad answer that I'm about to say, but whatever. Uh, I just want to show that, like, 
Puerto Rican kid from Brooklyn who started from nothing, um, pretty much from the hood, right? Sunset Park, Brooklyn, was able to open up a business the right way, save money, use credit card debt, even though that might not be the best way, but didn't ask, you know, for help from mom or dad, because I couldn't, was able to grow a business successfully the right way, didn't burn bridges, and successfully got it done, and again, in the right way. I think so awesome. that's that, that's the legacy. Yeah, dude. No, I think that's a great legacy. And it's not easy to start a gym. Like I started my first gym, 23,000 bucks, you know, like in the tiny little warehouse, you know, but it grew like, you know, same idea as you, man, nice. grow it. And then uh, obviously it's not all sunshine and roses and it's a lot of tough times, good to bad and ugly, especially getting started, you know, but so with that being said, man, we've got a lot of listeners. They want open gyms, you know, they're us two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. What advice would you give that person listening? Maybe they don't have a lot of capital or maybe they're training at a big box gym and they're kind of fed up with it, you know, but they have good client following. What advice would you give to, give to them from your experience that set, sets them up for success? One, I would say be realistic, but take, take the risk at the same time. So be realistic. If you are, you know, just a, a trainer, and you have two clients, let's say, you're not ready to open up a gym, dude. Like that, like be realistic. You can have the idea, but make sure you do the research. Before I opened up the gym, I read multiple books on business, investing, gym life, like all that stuff. And then I jumped into it myself. So that's one thing, jump. I took a little too long, right? Before uh, opening up my space. So definitely don't be, be realistic, but take the risk when you're ready. You'll, you'll know that time when it's, when it's right to open up a spot. And then second, if you don't have the capital, you can definitely jump in with somebody who's, you know, has a similar goals as you. For me, the way I moved, I did have friends who wanted to jump in with me, but I felt super weird about taking money from people when I didn't know if this thing was going to succeed. Right. Um, so going back, could I have taken the money? Yeah, I could have. So if you don't have the money to open up a gym, but you do have the clients and your numbers are looking good, then take on an investor or jump in with, with a partner or honestly ask your mom or dad for the money, whatever it is. Um, just get it done. Take that risk, but just make sure your numbers look good before you do it. Yeah, I agree, man. Find a way. Yeah, real estate is everything. It's true, man. Location matters, especially if you're in a city like New York or, or anywhere, really. You know, like location does make a, a big difference, 1,000%. Nate, dude, I'm on your website now, man. Look, looks awesome. Where can the listeners check you guys out? Website, social media, where can we find you? And follow your guys' story. Studio16nyc.com. Uh, my Instagram is Nate Feliciano NYC. That's pretty much it, honestly. <laughs> like, I'm not heavy on social media. I just signed, I just made a TikTok, but I feel like I just figured out Instagram. So yeah. I'm an old man. So <laughs> we'll see. But just studio16nyc.com on there, you can see. I, I post all the build outs. So if you are a person who wants to open up your own gym, go to the website, click the videos, and you will see from start to finish how I started Studio 16. Like there's no guesswork. I'm not trying to hide like how I did everything. You know, I worked really hard. I got it done. And I want to give that information out to as many people as possible. Dude, that's awesome. Man. And I appreciate coming on today, Nate, sharing your story, man. Uh, things look awesome. Keep up the good work, man. We wish, wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. Thanks, Austin. Have a good one. And listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. 
But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on this show is Paul from Silencer Athletics out of Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you here today and excited to learn more about Silencer Athletics, all the nitty gritty details. But before we dive into that, Paul, what was it that made you decide to open up this fitness business to begin with? Kind of give me the brief story and backstory there. Okay, the backstory, I started about, we'll say, 10 years ago. I had another business prior to this, and the market crashed. I mean, some people know about it, 2008, 2009. And I said, I need to have a business that doesn't require a product. I want to be the product. I want to be the service. So I got into training, uh, started training at a, at a chain gym location. Uh, was there and uh, had a lot of clients and I noticed I said hey they, they're following me so I said why don't I just open up my own spot and that's what I did and they came yeah, and, I yeah I've been training ever since for you know like last 10 years I think that's what's cool is like a lot of us you know get started training in another gym and realize yeah. hey we built up you know enough clientele why don't we go do this on our own and we can really build whatever we want out of it and so that's what you did and now you have a brand silencer athletics kind of give us I guess your variation of an elevator pitch. Tell us who you are, what services you have to provide, and paint that picture of who you are for our listener. Well, I'm a I'm an athlete. I've been an athlete all my life. Uh, played college sports, uh, and I continue after college. I worked out for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, had a little sore stem, but it didn't work out. So I got into mixed martial arts, and at that time it was hot, but not getting paid as much. As they do now, so I uh, decided to just go another route, got into the fitness business, and that's where I've been ever since. Um, the uh, what we do here, uh, we do strength and conditioning workouts, we do resistance training, uh, we train athletes uh, in all sports, from swimming to volleyball, basketball, baseball, MMA. We we, we do it all here. We have boxing classes, we have uh, yoga classes. And we we have senior classes as well. So we train all ages, uh, at least 10 and up. You know, the oldest client we have is about 82. So, and, we, and you know, they pretty much like it. You know, we, we train the same exact way, just modify movements and uh, they, they, they love it. Yeah, it's cool because, you know, the number one thing that I kind of noticed there is like you have all these different like lines of, um, you know, exercise that you're doing. You're not specific. You're not doing just boxing. You have boxing plus. Um, and I think that that's really neat. And the fact that you do athlete training, but you also do senior training. I mean, your market is really endless and that's smart on your behalf. Um, 
you know, how does a membership work? I guess, do people pay per class? Do they buy a membership? What options do you have if I came in and I was like, hey, Paul, I want to join? What would you offer to me? Well, what I offer first, I ask, uh, do you want to do uh, group training or do you want to have uh, well, fitness training, one-on-one -on -one, uh, training? So, you know, the prices range differently, of course, um, but there is still with personal training or group training, it's a, you know, it's a monthly fee. So I don't charge, I don't do a contract because I feel like my service is going to, you know, make you want to come. So I'm not, I don't put anyone in a contract. It's always month to month. Uh, if they want to cancel, you know, we just need 30 days notice, but we don't uh, do any long-term contracts. So it's a month to month payment. Uh, you pay beginning of the month and you go for the whole month. If you have group training, it's unlimited classes. And if you're in a personal training package, you whatever you pay for, whether you come four times a week, three times a week, you know, that's the package that you pay for monthly. And of course, it's just month to month. Great. I think that's smart. I mean, you have that reoccurring revenue that we can count on from month to month when we're putting people in monthly packages rather than just saying, hey, you can pay for this class and whatever. I mean, I think we're doing our clients a disservice when we do things that way. But when we have them, you know, commit to a month at a time or, you know, several months, um, our clients do better because they know they're paying for it. And then obviously for the business financially, it puts us in a better place. Yeah. Um, and I think like doing month to month instead of doing like a year contract, it, it holds me and my team to a standard that we have to give excellent service every time they come in. We have to provide excellent workouts, whatever our programming is, it has to be good because we have to keep the clients coming in. That's one thing about working in this industry. You know, you can do general, general workouts. Some people just do at home, but if you teach and you, you teach, uh, you know, the clients how to perform their workouts, you know, it, it just help, helps us, you know, keep at a higher standard, you know, month to month, because I know they're not gonna, you know, they could bag out anytime, you know, so they, they got to have a good service. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And so, like you said, it holds you to that standard where it's like, we want them to continue to come back. We want our retention rate to be really good. So like, we have to make sure we're providing, you know, that value to our clients. Yeah. As things currently stand right now, you know, what percentage of your business is coming from that one-on-one -on -one personal training? I would say it's, it's about uh, 50%. Okay, so you have a pretty good personal training department going on. Is that right? Yeah. Are you the only trainer or do you have other trainers working for you? I have uh, four other trainers. Okay, awesome. And do they, are they employees or do they pay, are they independent contractors? I have, uh, well, three of them are employees and two are independent. Well, one is independent. Okay. So walk me through, you know, your reasoning behind that. How did you make that decision on, you know, if you were going to have them be independent contractors or employees of silencer athletics? Well, when you have, uh, well, in this industry, well, some trainers, just like myself, when I started, I, I really went, I, I didn't, when I started on my own, I, I, I went, I didn't have to work for anybody. So if I'm going to bring in a good trainer, you know, you're going to have to sometimes let them be independent. And then you just, there's percentages that we agree to on what that trainer pays. Because if you have a trainer that has like 60 clients, you know, they go, they can open up their own <laughs> business. 
Right. You know, but sometimes they might want to not want to go through the headache, but they might just want to partner with you basically and be independent and have their clients work out in your gym. Uh, so that, that's, one, that's one reason why I have one of my trainers that is independent yeah. uh, for that reason. Other trainers, you know, they're little newer trainers. Um, so, you know, they're on the payroll. Yeah. But I think that's smart when we have them on the payroll because we can like really utilize them to help us grow our business. So yeah. obviously they want to make money. So if we're helping them, you know, feed them some, some clients and things like that, our business is going to flourish. Um, kind of get the best of both worlds. Whereas sometimes when we have independent contractors, I know it sounds like you're getting a percentage base, but some independent contractor, like they just have to pay rent. They might have 60 clients and be making, you know, six figures, but they only have to pay you $600 a month. And then like, you're not benefiting from it as the business owner. Um, so I, I like the idea of, you know, the employees thing, because you guys can really work together. My next question to you here, Paul, is how many members do you have in total, like within the, the group training side of things? Oh, we have, we have 120 members. Okay. And what's the square footage of the space? 3,000. 3,000. So ideally, I mean, it, the general rule of thumb here in the industry for group training is we say 100 members per 1,000 usable square feet. So if that, if we utilize that kind of ideology in here, hypothetically, you could have around 300 members. Does that seem realistic for you? Is that somewhere where you're, you're looking to go or is it kind of different for you? No, it's, it's realistic. It's realistic. It can be done. We would just have to add more classes, but yeah, we, we can definitely do it. Yeah. Walk me through that growth process. You know, what are, what are some of the things that you're doing to acquire new clients right now? Well, we're getting ready to launch, uh, you know, Google ads, advertising, we want to do the Facebook ads and uh, some local advertising as well. Yeah. We're bringing in members. And we're also um, contracted with the clinic uh, to, uh, for referrals to bring in, you know, when they have patients come in that want to exercise, they refer them to us first. So we, we have, we have, brought in some clients from the clinics as well yeah i think those types of things are great um this is a relationship building business so if we can work with the you know businesses near us and build those relationships we're always going to reap the benefit from that um and you also mentioned there you know facebook ads google ads things like that and that's a great topic of discussion for the podcast here because i think Many gym owners were kind of apprehensive about the idea of spending money on a digital platform because we don't know if it's going to work. Um, and so, you know, are you going to be running those yourself? Have you found somebody who's going to help you? How do you know for sure that it's going to be beneficial for you? Uh, I'm going to start running it myself. And then, okay. you know, from there, I, I, I have hired uh, agencies um, before. And I just didn't see, you know, maybe I didn't give it enough time. I'm not sure, you know, two, three months, maybe that's not enough time, but I have, I didn't, I didn't see, uh, I didn't see enough from it. And I said, I probably could do it myself. Yeah. And, and get it done without paying, you know, monthly fees to it, to it that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely, I think what's hard is 
we're always going to have marketing gurus reaching out to us, no matter what kind of business we have. We get phone calls all day. We get messages. We get emails. But it's hard in this gym industry if we're going to partner with somebody. We want to partner with somebody who knows a lot about this industry because I think marketing for a gym is vastly different than marketing for a chiropractic office or a restaurant. I mean, it's just two different things. People don't wake up in the morning motivated to just go to the gym. We have to like teach people that mindset. Um, and that's typically why they're going to be coming into a gym. So yeah. um, the approach has to be a little bit different. Um, and so are you overly familiar with the ad, the, the Facebook ads? Like how, how are you going to implement that on your own? Because I think, you know, people, again, you know, they're scared to, to press spend money if they don't know yeah. if they're going to benefit. So where are you learning the how behind how to do that? Um, I, I've tried a few, um, okay. before, you know, just like very basic ad campaigns. And, uh, I, I, I still believe it's a lot for me to learn, you know, just, just, mm -hmm. uh, you know, trying to target the correct audience. Um, but that I, but you know, I'm willing to do that. I'm a business owner, so I, that's what I do. I just have to put the time in to get it done. That's that's the main thing. Yeah, and usually it's the. I'm here, so I gotta, you know, this time I was, should be working on it, but I'm here, and you know, I just take you know hour out of each day to learn, get better. Yep, that's smart, right? We should be doing that if we are business owners. I think. We can become incredibly stagnant, like kind of doing the same thing over and over every single day, but we need to set aside that time to, to learn and grow. And so I'm excited for you, you know, the digital ads thing, it is tricky. There's a lot of resources out there to be able to help you with that. Um, yeah. But I'm excited to hear that that's something that you're going to utilize to help you grow in terms of adding new members to the facility. Um, my next question to you, Paul, is, you know, looking at your business right now, what would you consider to be your biggest challenge or your biggest bottleneck? you know, related to the business and what are you doing to kind of overcome that? Um, I, I, I would say, to, to be honest with you, it's, it's, it's time, you know, I, I mean, what I think that I probably would need is uh, uh, not really an assistant, but I know that would help because it's just finding the you know, correct time or having more of a schedule, do this on this day at this time, you know, got to get this done. That, that's that's one of my biggest challenges because I know I, I would be further ahead if I got more done in the day, but you only got 24 hours and, you know, the gym business, you're up early in the morning, then you get a break in the afternoon, then you're right back at it. So it's yeah. not much time. And then if you want to work out yourself, you know, it's it's that's the other difficult part because you got to stay in shape too. Yeah. And it's hard because, you know, time is the most valuable thing. And it's the one thing in life that we can never, ever um, like buy. We can't buy more time. So um, we need to figure out as business owners how to really optimize our time. And that looks different for everybody. Maybe that's hiring a virtual assistant to help you with some of the clerical stuff. Maybe that's hiring yeah. somebody to come into the gym and help you with the sales, um, whatever it might be, but just figuring that out so that you can focus more on the growth of the business. Definitely something in the future to, to look into. Um, and my next question here, it's more of a loaded one. If I could hand you a magic wand and all your dreams and goals for 
silencer athletics have come true. You've reached them all. What would that picture look like for you, Paul? The picture would look like uh, me having the, like the bigger location. I'm looking to grow, expand. I'm also looking to um, add another location in another city that I'm uh, considering right now. And having that staff there that's, that I can rely on, that is dependable, that is, uh, they get the job done and then I can continue to grow the business. Okay. So it really sounds like the bigger picture is just continuous growth for you. Yes. And so yes. I want to ask you, you know, where you're at right now, what do you feel like it's super important for you to focus on, really hone in on now to make all of that growth a reality here down the road? Adding more members. You know, we have to get to that 300 point, 300 member. Once we get to that 300 member, we'll have the leverage to, to do a lot more. Yep. So I think that's the main objective. Yeah. So it's just a matter of, hey, like, let's figure out a system to get more faces through the door. We're mm -hmm. bringing in some more revenue. And then that next location, maybe a bigger hub location, all of that can become a reality once we have, you know, more revenue, obviously coming into the business. And that's like the one thing for most of us, we need more revenue if we want to continue to grow. Yes. Um, so I'm excited for you. It sounds like you have great plans for your future here. Um, right. If you had to give a word of advice to somebody fairly new to this industry, stepping into gym ownership today, what would you have to kind of tell them? I actually get asked that a lot from from trainers and a lot of times they you know they don't have well I, I would say the clientele first of all you have to have the clientele if you want to you know open your own gym it, it's kind of hard you, you could open it but if you open it you'll be taking a risk because you'll be new to the market you'll be you won't have that clientele so I, I would say that focus on finding if you love the fitness industry focus on finding a niche that works for you. And, and, and whatever that is, you build upon that. Mm -hmm. So like if you're a CrossFitter, you like CrossFit, you love it, or I mean, that's what you do. Then yeah, if you love it, it's gonna be attractive to people that's around you and they'll, they'll come to you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you just have to find that, that, that niche that you, that, that, uh, uh, that you can grow on. Yeah, for sure. Just really kind of hone in on your place within the industry. Yeah. Um, that's a great word of advice. I appreciate that. What's the Instagram page or the Facebook page? Where can our listeners go to give you a follow online? You can follow me at Workout Legend on Instagram. Uh, that's that's Workout with the E. It's W-E-R-K-O-U-T-L-E. G-E-N-D, Workout Legend on Instagram. On Facebook, it's my name. It's Paul the Silencer Amos. That's my old fight name, so that's my name. You can find me there on Facebook, Paul the Silencer Amos on Facebook. Great. Those, are, those are the main uh, media sites I'm on. I, I'm on TikTok and, and uh, under Workout Legend on TikTok. But I, I don't use it as much, but you can follow me there too. 
<laughs> All right, cool. I appreciate that. Thank you, Paul, for being here today. Your insight is very much appreciated. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Please don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Jeff Blake with Krabby Jacks Fitness out of Texas. Jeff, what is going on today? How are you feeling? Hey, I am doing really well, JJ. I am very excited to be here on your show. Thank you so much for the invitation. Yeah, yep, yeah. We're excited you guys, to have you. Guys you guys are doing great. I was going through some of your podcasts last night and... Man, I'm I'm not sure what number this is, but I, I I know it's below 700, but not a lot. So you guys are you guys are really on fire on this. Thank you, thank you, Jeff. It means a lot. I appreciate it. I appreciate you checking it out before getting on here. And we're excited to have you on. But before we dive in to the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Krabby mm-hmm. Jack's Fitness here, you know, we want to give you the opportunity to go ahead and give a little perspective to the viewers. How would you explain and how would you describe Krabby Jack's Fitness in your words? Krabby Jack's Fitness is a boutique enterprise. Um, we we are very small. We have two trainers. I'm one of them. My wife is the other certified trainer. Uh, we have a lot of experience in different modalities. We have been certified um, as trainers through ACE, um, me since 98, and Leslie, my wife, since 2000. So we've been doing this a long time. We work with a variety of different people. There's, you know, very few types of clients that that we're not, you know, qualified and have a lot of experience working with. We tend to go more towards the higher risk. Uh, I I am have additional certifications and training. I go into um, cardiac rehab, prehab, um, orthopedic. Um, post and pre-surgery um, metabolic diseases. So I, I go more for the cases that a lot of trainers don't either want to take on for whatever reason, experience liability. Um, that's, I, I love that. That is, that is my passion. That is my area that I really enjoy working with those people that often don't think that they have anywhere to go but down 
with their health and fitness. And it, it's so great to, to show them that there is more that they can do with their lives. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I, I love the description. I, it's, 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 you know, it's short, concise, but it, it, it really hits home. And I think it really gives a great perspective to all the viewers there. So thank you for that. Uh, and, and so Jeff kind of moving on here, kind of starting with uh, the bare bones, basically of the business, mm-hmm. you know, how many members or how many clients are you and your wife serving currently? We, we work with about 20 clients right now. And um, some, some of the clients we see as often as five times a week. So we, we, we stay fairly busy with the clientele. Um, my wife is part-time, and I'm full-time with this. She, she has – in fact, I'm in her sound studio. She does voiceovers. So she's a voiceover oh, nice. actress. So that's she let me use her studio for this podcast because it's very quiet. <laughs> and um, so she she does that most of the time. Um, but around around twenty clients, I honestly don't count. When I had when I owned owned a gym for twenty years, I could tell you exactly how many members we had on any given week. But on the clients, I honestly don't really don't really count. But some somewhere around twenty that keeps me that keeps me pretty busy with the frequency that I see them. Yeah, uh, completely. And so for you, right, Jeff, I think, and especially mm-hmm. I think because, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you're at a point here where you're not really looking to grow so much, but more or less looking to to maintain the clients that you do have in that little circle. Is that correct? That That is mostly correct. Um, I I would like to grow just a bit, and I I know I can do that. With more online training, I've I've been a little reluctant on getting fully online, um, as opposed to remote training. I do that because I have clients in multiple states, um, so so we see people here at the studio. Um, I do probably eighty five percent of my clients are live remote video, um, even the ones that are in town, even the ones that are down the street gotcha. from me, okay. they they like that platform. Um, I'll see them in person every once in a while, but mainly they just like the convenience of of the live video. Yeah. Um, okay. But I have, but I have been reluctant on doing the online, but I'm, I'm doing more and more of that. Um, just people are requesting that they like um, some, sometimes want to do just the online other, other times they want multiple platforms. They want to come in and see me every once in a while. They want to do online videos and they want to um, do the remote live training. So I have yeah. a, a small handful of clients that do all of that. That's awesome. And I basically to ask the whole point yeah. of asking that was, yeah. uh, if you're at 20 now, I mean, how much higher do you expect to go? How much higher do you, do you think you can handle? I can, I can do 30. I'm, I'm a workhorse. I'm, I'm used to running, running the gym. I'm used to 16 hour days. I, I feel guilty doing an eight or 10 hour day. And it's, it's a psych problem that I'm working on, but it it's, it's taking a while to deprogram myself from, from thinking 16 hour days are normal work days. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just let's talk about ambitious, right? You, you got it's in you or it's not, right? So I think that's, I yeah, mean, I it's, mean, it's just part of your nod because that's just, that's a normal thing for me. And that was one of the reasons that um, I've downsizing got a little bit smaller. We, we sold what we had, paid off our bills, um, running debt free with 
personal and business. So I don't have the pressure that I did years ago Congratulations. on you got to You got to, you know, make rent or you got to make the mortgage on the house and the building and, and employees and payroll and taxes and all that I have still taxes, but you know, everything else I, I don't have. So it's a, it's a really nice different phase in, in my career in life. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's awesome. Congratulations there. And so, oh, thanks. Um, uh, before I continue this next question, I just want to make sure. sure. So, are are the twenty of those clients consistent of the online as well, or is this just twenty in the brick and mortar? That's that's twenty in brick and mortar. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, to to kind of continue then. So, sure. um, for you, what's been the best method of getting new clients through the door, whether it's online or in person? Mm -hmm. But what's been that best method for you? The best, the best method for me, um, jump back a few years was owning a gym. I, I had more clients than I could handle. And I was, I was seeing, you know, sometimes 10 to a dozen clients every day. And I, I work Saturday mornings and Sunday afternoons also. Wow. And, um, and I mean, don't be impressed. Like it's, it's a mental illness. So I'm just, I'm trying to back off on all that, but, um, I, I just, just really working a lot. So have, you know, wanted to do something a little bit different and, and transition. So back to your question before it was built in, um, we, I, I didn't advertise, we didn't run any sort of, I mean, anything, anything advertisements, um, uh, never specials, no, no promotions, no anything. People would see me working with other clients, and that was my best advertisement, was just being me, doing a good job, showing up for work, being professional, um, interacting with clients, and then members of the gym seeing these clients come back over and over. I've, I've, and it's amazing to me, and I'm, I'm not patting myself on the back for this. Um, it's something anyone can do, but I, I've had clients now for 24 years that I see on a regular um, basis a few times a week that, that I have been doing that with for 24 years. And so it's just that, that consistency, that longevity is there. People would see that in the gym and come up and talk to me and say, hey, can we talk? Maybe you can fit me into your schedule. If I could, that was great. I usually went for the higher risk clients and then lower risk clients. I would do an assessment, start off with them and then hand them um, to one of my other trainers at one of one of our locations yeah. that I felt was a really good, good fit. So I did did matchmaking. Um, I was yeah. pretty good at matching up clients with with our trainers. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, I can see how how it's definitely been a, a, a big transition, but a good transition yeah. for you for where you are in your life. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, I, and this one is kind of going to be a a backwards question because I know you kind of mentioned okay. alluded that you don't really track this too much, but mm -hmm. with what you're doing now, and it's just all particular to you. So, um, right. How do you manage tracking? I mean, 20 clients, regardless if it's one to 20 or what's two in your case where it's your wife and yourself, mm -hmm. but two to 20 people, I mean, it's still a lot, you know, 10 people in itself is a lot. So how do you manage those metrics, those numbers? I mean, to understand where they are in terms of lifetime value, in terms of when they started, if they're canceling, how do you know where they are? Um, I, this is going to be a very simplistic answer because I talk to them almost every day. 
I, I'm either in session with them or on the days that we're not, I usually text them gotcha. once or twice. I'll, yeah. I'll send them a funny meme or, you know, happy, like today I'll send out happy Friday to most of my clients, you know, any fun weekend plans. And we, we talk a lot. So it, it is a lot of communication. Yeah. So on, on track, and I understand what you're saying with the metrics and, and churn and, you know, all of that. I, Honestly, and I'm probably a bad guest for you saying <laughs> no, all this stuff. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't, I don't track it that way. Yeah. Um. I, I just, I'm, I'm right there. I have a feel for what's going on with the clients because I do talk to them so often. Yeah, and, and that's, and it's totally okay, Jeff. Just because I yeah. know you mentioned earlier. I know, you, I know you did that. It, 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 this was something that. You're not tracking it. I understand that's why I said it's going to be a little backwards. Yeah, yeah. To that earlier. So uh, totally okay because I understand for, for what you're doing in your operation specifically and being that you came from a, a bigger gym to this now, mm-hmm. it's understandable, right? Yeah, you, you're, yeah. You, you're able to be, be hands-on and be there yeah, with those clients. Yeah. So you don't really need to track those metrics. So completely yeah. understandable. And uh, um, another question I always like to ask to you, and especially mm-hmm. for where you're at, and I'm kind of curious to see your answer here, you yeah. know, Jeff, what's the overarching goal? I mean, what's the bigger picture for you? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? For, for me or the for gym, my clients? The gym, sorry. The, yeah, for, I'm sorry. For the for training the studio. Yeah, the training yeah. studio, yes. Really, just, just being available for the people that need us. That's, you know, that, that's, that's what I love to do. I, I'm in a, a good vocation for me. It, it fits really well. I love learning. I do two or three webinars. Actually, I have four scheduled this week um, on different topics, either business or fitness related. And I just, I, I, I love to learn new things. I, I wish I retained everything that I, that I learned at the moment, but so sometimes it's repetition like any, you know, or most people. Um, but I love, I love learning. I like being able to help my clients and there's always someone out there that needs some help um i was at the dentist yesterday and they actually moved me a day early so i could be here with you today and on an appointment that i had and i had people saying okay you know you're a trainer i i'm sitting a lot the the dentist was like you know i have some lower back pain what do i need to do his assistant was like i'm i'm hurting up here my neck and you know, my shoulders and all that. What do I need to do about that? So just being able to have answers for those people and even spend two or three minutes with them, showing them what yeah. to do. Um, that, that's, I, I just, I just enjoy doing it. And I mean, it's selfish in a way, cause I, I really get a lot of um, satisfaction out of being able to help someone, especially someone that, you know, has limited mobility they're afraid that because of their A1C, they're going to be on insulin soon, and they don't know that there's anything that they can do to reverse that type 2 diabetes, yeah. um, hypertension. I mean, just, there are just so many things that, that people with all the information that's out there, I think it's to the point where there's saturation and confusion. You can find 10 different studies on one topic, and, and there's contradictions. And people do get frustrated. They don't quite understand things with exercise with how much you have to um they they think it's all or nothing two or three hours i was talking with a a new client last week 
And he said, I'll do whatever you want, even do the two to three hours in the gym a day. And I'm like, unless you're training for the Olympics, we don't, I don't want you in the gym three hours a day. He's 66 years old, but he thought that's what he had to do. And he's like, I'm finally ready to make this commitment. And I'm like, you're not going to make that commitment with me because I'm going to steer you away from doing that much. It's just not, it's for you. It's not the right thing. Um, but, but I like, I like having the knowledge and the skill to to help people out to have a better life so back to sorry kind of got long oh, on so on on the vision for the studio is is just keep it going you know keep it going another 15 or 20 years and be able to help a lot of people you know down the road um scaling i'm, I'm definitely not opposed to that and i have talked to some local trainers um that that I've worked with some and and really do respect and like about if I get to a certain um, number of clients, which with me that would be thirty, then then I can start um, offboarding some of them to the other trainers that would just you know just work within my network, like yeah. like I did with when I had when we had the gym and the training studio and then the other facility that we ran. Gotcha, gotcha. I love that, Jeff. I love that, and I, I love the aspirations. I love how. You're still looking to grow regardless of you're like, ah, oh, you know, you kind of, like, I feel like it's like you, you got out of the gym facility, but then it's like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to grow this if, if, if it opens up. And then what I really want to emphasize is how yeah. much you're in this business of helping people. That's the biggest thing. You don't lose sight of that. And I think when you don't lose sight of that, because yeah. you're genuinely yeah. changing lives, yeah, that's what, that's yeah. what brings a, a lot of success. So awesome stuff there. I, Jeff. And, I agree. And, and, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no! I just I just said I agree with you. You just you you have to you have to believe in what you do. If if not, people see that it's yeah. You can fool some people for a little while, but it it you're not going to go far in anything that you do if you're if you're consistently chronically faking it. Yeah, yeah. Just it's, it's disingenuous, unauthentic. Oh yeah. And so uh, one last question for you, here, Jeff. My 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 favorite question actually. Um, and, and you can use, um, when you started the training studio or you can use when you started the gym, either one, but okay. I always like to say, you know, if you can go back in time to when you first started, sit yourself down and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? Piece of advice. Don't, don't rely on yourself to do everything. Uh, one, one of the best things that I did was hire a bookkeeper and my, my wife could not stand me on the first and the 15th of every month. We had state taxes and we had federal taxes. So every two weeks, she didn't want to be around me on those days. Um, don't like, don't like doing the taxes. Don't like doing all these forms, sending everything in just, and, and when we started years ago, some of this was not available online. It was write it out, you know, blue ink, mail it, send it in, take it to the post office, <laughs> send it registered. So when it shows up and they say, no, we never got it. You're like, yeah, I have the receipt for it. Cause I had that happen a few <laughs> times. Here's a canceled check and the oh receipt. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> um, but finally my wife was like, you cannot have the schedule you have. You're working 14, 16 hour days. You're doing the taxes. You're in a horrible mood. 
two two days out of every month at least, and you're you just need some help. I was doing payroll, um, I'm everything, everything. So I hired a bookkeeper, and um, I don't know. 18 years ago and she's still with us she's still her her wow. job has shrunk down tremendously what she's happy about um i'm just one of the people that she helps now instead of you know working full-time for us um but but that was that was one of the best decisions that i ever made is to let someone who is better at something than i am and really enjoys it do their job to help out the organization and that that was such a huge relief not to have to have that burden on me and i could go back to what i was good at and what i enjoy doing rather than something accounting and taxes that i was forcing myself to do that i wasn't the best at and hated doing Jeff, that was a mic drop of an answer. <laughs> Way to close <laughs> it out here. Look, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. Before we send out, Jeff, you know, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the training? Studio? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the company is Krabby Jacks. It's C as in Charlie, R A, B as in boy, B as in boy, Y as in yellow, J A C K S, fitness. Um, put all that together with a .com. You have our website, and on Instagram and Facebook, I'm I'm not prolific on social media, um, but it's Crabby Jacks Fitness. You'll you'll find us there. Uh, but um, or Jeffrey Blake, Jeffrey B Blake is um, where you can find me on Facebook. I do a lot more posting for for business and fitness, a little bit of personal. It's mainly pictures on my French bulldogs. So that's <laughs> best dog ever by far. If you're, oh, do you think so? <laughs> I love, I love Frenchies. Oh my God. Oh, they're great. We have two right now. Um, we've had a total of four lost, lost my really good gym buddy. Um, two, no, three years ago now, he was a little over 15 and we had another one who was 11. I have Spanky, who is who is our little rescue mascot right now. Um, have him seven and a half years. And then we have Titus, who just turned two, and he's a little terror right now. But yeah, I love, I love, I, I like dogs. Um, but um, we just really have uh, a love for Frenchies. I love them, man. But anyway, yeah, there's 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 plenty of Frenchies Frenchies videos and all that on. It's a it's a little bit obsessive, so sorry. I gotta go check it out. I gotta check I'm, it I'm, out. I'm getting I'm getting help for that also. But um, but anyway, yeah, just Jeffrey B. Blake um, or CrabbyJacksFitness.com, and that's that has all of our contact information. Yeah. If anyone wants to just talk to me and chat or you have some questions um i mean i'm easy to talk to best way to get a hold of me is email or, or texting is great my my phone number's on there also and anybody awesome. just has you know some questions or whatever I'm, I'm happy to to chat there we go jeff look we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road uh absolutely same, same with you thank no, you not thank at all. you yeah I was, I'll, I'll let you know how you're gonna get the podcast i'm gonna just sign everybody else out over here okay 
Okay, cool. Thanks. Right. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.